With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Well, it is undoubtedly my favourite part of the week, the final furlong, because I know at some point this week will end, because it has not seemed like it will end between late night TV, ploughing and God knows what else. It is a great pleasure to welcome uh, three veterans of this and good sports, broadcaster and journalist Barbara Scully, uh, former Fine Gael Justice Minister Nora Owen, and comedian, although he doesn't look like the old Steve Cummins, he's lost his beard, he's lost his glasses and he's lost his life. But you are very welcome uh, back. And you that, could have said wait. You could. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I meant life. But anyway, yeah. that's okay. No, indeed. So uh, uh, let's get to our first topic, which is uh, uh, when I went on to independent.ie on Monday, coming in on the dart, I I, I saw this headline. Uh, I, the inference was that Barbara Scully was seriously ill. And actually, for all the giving out I do about Barbara, I'm actually very fond of her. And I was really worried that she was seriously ill. It was a cancer diagnosis, a heart condition or something serious. And then when I come in, she's there sitting on the couch and she's the larger part of Healthy. life. And and so I, I, it's not that I want to uh, be, be flippant about diabetes type 2 and your diagnosis, but the good news is you're going to live. Oh, yes, Ivan. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately for you, I am going to live. And tell can I just me, clarify there it. with your introduction that you're talking about coming in here to the studio, that's not right. going home. I wasn't sitting on your sofa in no, your house. No, not at all. No, 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 no. that's right. When, I, when I went from the dark and I went from... Yes, so, okay. first of all, you actually, it was a great article. It was a great Thank article you. insofar as it was a journey of... Uh, sort of shock, horror. I, I actually, the bit I didn't like about it was I felt you were fat shaming yourself, which I really don't like because... Newsflash, we're all going to die. And how you get from here to your death and you get contentment and so on, I'm not into fat shaming at all. But uh, then your story about the gym and your podcasts and fitness and diet was a hoot and the way you did it. So just tell us, uh, uh, not because we've got to finish at seven, uh, 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 just tell us what and happened Steve and to I you. I want to say one thing. What happened yeah, to exactly. you? Um, well, yeah, basically, I mean, I don't think I fat shame myself, because, but I do think, and I was all for body positivity and... I would be very much against shaming anybody about anything and I would still be like that but I do think sometimes somebody like me who is overweight and still is overweight although I'm not as overweight as I was a month ago um, we can fool ourselves into thinking we are healthier than we actually are and it comes down to health and although I genuinely wasn't bothered about my weight I can absolutely say that I have always been bigger than everybody else because I'm six feet tall so being fat as well didn't really bother me I knew I was fat I knew I was unfit and that did bother me but not enough to actually do something about it so in one sense I got the kick in the ass that I actually needed in order to have a look at my lifestyle and to have a serious think about the next two, two so or three decades. you were decades. tired and thirsty and you, 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 you had all these Tiredness. symptoms and you went to Dr. Google and so on but you actually went for a blood test. Was that just for people yes, who, who might have diabetes? Just tell us that bit of it. Well, well, um, well the thing that really um, worried me was that I was very tired and we went away on holidays for a week uh, for 10 days down to West Cork where I did absolutely nothing um, and after a week of doing absolutely nothing I said to my husband I am still wrecked. 
every time I sit down, I want to fall asleep. I can't read a book because I keep falling asleep. And this isn't right tired. Like, I'm very tired. Um, so came home, consulted Dr. Google and realised diabetes came up. And when I went into it, I realised I ticked an awful lot of the boxes. I was overweight. I have a sedentary lifestyle. I don't do any exercise. Um, and I... I well, thirst, I drink a lot of water naturally, so I never noticed I was thirsty because I always have water with me. Um, and I had a slightly numb finger was another one. Mm. And uh, so I went along. To, I kind of knew as soon as I read that that I was diabetic. I also have family history. My father developed diabetes oh. in his 50s. So I kind of knew by reading that I think I was in trouble. Went to the doctor, said, think me and Dr. Google think I might be diabetic. <laughs> and he went, don't be ridiculous. You had a blood test 18 months ago, uh, along with a full medical. And although you're overweight and you're unfit, there was nothing showing up. You were all within normal at that stage. So you paid him, but not Dr. Google. Yeah. <laughs> so I pay. So anyway, he did a quick a blood, blood test. test. He did yeah. a blood test there. The quick one, but then he sent one off to do that. There's two different yeah, types yeah. of blood tests you can get done that looks back over three months. And he said, yeah, your bloods are hot. Your sugar, you have too much sugar in your blood. You're definitely diabetic. Um, so I, I bounced out of his uh, surgery, bless him, and I'm very fond of my GP. I uh, bounced out of his surgery with two prescriptions, one for cholesterol meds, one for diabetic meds, and a phone number to ring up for the HSE to join one of their, um, it's called the expert program, where uh, new, newly, di- di- newly diagnosed diabetics get the whole run through of all the what's what. Problem with that was that when I rang up this number, I was told that the next uh, work- workshop or course in my area, which wasn't in my area, but anyway, um, was at the end of October. And this was the middle of August. Mm. And I knew that if I needed if I needed to make a radical lifestyle changes, I needed to do it while I was still in a bit of shock mm. over the diagnosis. Mm. So that annoyed me. Um, and so I had a week of literally scrumbling around myself trying to work out what the hell. I knew I had to lose weight. I had to cut sugar. But I didn't really understand how diabetes worked. I didn't really understand the relationship between sugar and carbohydrate. I didn't really understand an awful lot. Um, and I got more and more confused the more I tried to research myself. So did you find a place for that info? Friend, a friend who's a health professional and who heard me. I did an interview in here yeah. about it before. And she rang me and said, what's going on with you? And I said, I'm totally confused. I don't know what's going yes. on and she said there is a brilliant diabetic unit in St. Michael's Hospital in Dunleary you need to get your GP to refer you there you'll go under the care of a consultant you'll get to speak to a nutritionist you'll get loads really? of information I got so, not did you one do that? piece of information when I walked out of my GP surgery yes I was down there on Wednesday spent the whole morning there with uh, four other women and uh, all diabetics and have a much better understanding so I have to exercise every day, at least 30 to 40 minutes, and I'm doing that. I have to drop sugar. Okay. I have to lose weight. And I'm doing all of that. And hopefully by doing all of that, it is possible to put your diabetes into remission. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that I might be able to achieve that. But the best thing is oh, you will. that I'm hoping that I will be healthier going into the next few decades. Stop telling me no, to no, wind no, up. No, 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 no. <laughs> Steve. The the bit about the article I just loved no, was this. I know just what's just, so I was healthy. I don't really drink and I'm a vegetarian. And I just said, boom, boom. I love meat and I love alcohol. And she gets the diabetes. Eh? It, is, it is very much, uh, God is smiling on you. Very unfair. Oh, I'm so glad I had that ribeye last yeah. night. Oh, totally. I'm just so glad that that bottle of red wine went down this yeah. so easily. But odd that you say it, you cruel, horrible man. He's a cruel, horrible man. Both, weirdly, when when I was uh, when I was reading the article, and I because uh, um, obviously because it was Barbara, 
um, I knew that you had managed to knock booze on the head a couple of years ago because yeah. of migraines. And I thought, well, if anybody can make a... Because of all, weirdly enough, I would think cutting back on sugary snacks and everything else would be one thing. But if I had to knock the booze on the head... Mm. I mean, I remember even when you told, talked about it here, I was thinking, uh. how bad can the migraines really be? Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, would I suffer through a migraine yeah, yeah. just to still be able to drink no, alcohol? No, you wouldn't. No, no obviously Have not. Have you ever yeah. come across di- diabetes in your life? Yeah, many years ago, it was uh, a girl I was going out with. She, Her younger sister was diagnosed with diabetes and then literally a year later she was diagnosed with diabetes it was two in the same family but this was back say late 80s early 90s and it was like there, just the difference in equipment now and mm. you know and how it it's still obviously a very difficult thing to live with especially type 1 but uh, the treatments like just the pen I remember when she went from syringes oh. to the EpiPen was it changed her life it was like one of the best things for okay. her ever you know mm. Your joke was so good, you just have to tell it. Really? It was yeah. so good. Okay. So, now, well, this is pure Ivan Evil. I'm leaving. It's a live gig. He does, he does a live gig and he gets up and he See, says... See, I can't believe I'm doing this tonight. Yeah. Well, how we might cut it out. How it, you may come and cut it out, but how it comes about is I always say something like... Um, it's a way of getting everyone to stop talking during the show and I go obviously if you need to say something important like quick pass me your, pass me my insulin I think I'm getting into a coma and then I'll go no actually do you know what no Saja, right? And then yeah. I go, listen, relax. I'm not here to take the piss out of diabetics. Apparently, there's machines to do that for them now, right? <laughs> and it always gets a great laugh. Yeah. Laura, uh, uh, have you ever come across diabetes? Yes, I have. My sister, Mary, my older sister, has type 1. Mary Benotti? Yeah, she got it when she, I think her first year that she jo- joined the European Parliament and she discovered that she was just drinking gallons of water and didn't know why. And that was the only sign she had. And then she got tested. And she's, so she is, she's one of the ones who puts the needle or the, the Type EpiPen. one is more serious. It Would is, that be yeah. A fair and comment? she's on the yes, insulin yeah. and she lifts her, her top and does yes. her uh, injection into her tummy, as you say. It's and awful. it's, it, I mean, it isn't, a, but she, she does it. And now she has a yoke that she sticks on her arm uh, and she has a little machine like, like a wand that she wobbles up and that tells her her reading. And she's, she generally, now I wouldn't say she was as disciplined as she should have been over her life. But I mean, I, the great thing about Barbara is that she has a way of putting across, you know, some information in a kind of lighthearted way. Because people who do get diagnosed need to know that it's not a, a life sentence. I mean, it might be a mini That's life sentence. That's what I was sentence. kindly trying to tell her, but she didn't take it that <laughs> yes, way. Kindly, Ivan, kindly. And I mean, like, but, but you live with it. I mean, we're, yeah. we're nearly all on. Are you on cholesterol tablets? You're probably not. Yeah, You're probably I am, so good. Yeah, yeah. I am, but, yeah. you know, but I'm you, quite happy to have a 7.2. It doesn't bother yes, me. Yes, it doesn't not. Because no, when they put me on satins, it was like taking my batteries out and I had no energy. I just collapsed. Yes, I know. Yes, so, so, so I said, give me the high cholesterol. It's when they have to put you on the suppositories. Then you know you've gone too far. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but, I mean, like, so having a long-term condition like that, we you can live with it, you know. You I mean, uh, and, like, and the, whereas there are some some really cruel blows dealt to people. Yes, in terms yeah, diabetes of, is on the lower Ter- Type two is lower. Sorry, hello. My theory is that when <laughs> something you hit, else take when probably. you hit yes. the sixty mark, you will get something out of the you will, pack yes. of cards. You and you know what? Like this, when people say to me about my back, you know, that I can't sit in a chair, but. You know what? In the overall spectrum of what is, could yes, happen yeah, to you yeah. and diagnoses and setbacks in mm-hmm. life, it's actually manageable. Do you and know you, what I mean? You I, still feel, have I feel it's a nice card to draw a jack of diamonds. Rather, I'm than still that. fingers yeah. crossed for ingrown toenail. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> that's the one. I'm, that's, I'm it's rolling not the dice actually for that terminal. One. That's the only thing. So <laughs> oh, you well, could well, live for a long time with a bad ingrown toenail. Fall in front of the Lewis. Any other category you want to really insult and knock it out? We'll just stick with this for the moment. But I loved Barbara's article, and I had read it. I didn't know I was going to be on the radio. With you, but 
I had yeah. read it and I thought, there she is coming out and telling us what it's like. And uh, I mean, you, you're a wonderful looking person, that height and statuesque <laughs> and you. everything. And your disposition so, is yeah. great. But just tell me, you have it all sorted now, you know what to do. I well, No, I'm still learning. I mean, it's t- I only got the, the thing to monitor my blood sugar on Wednesday. So oh. I'm now kind of learning how to take my, my, my readings every day and work out the relationship between my sugar levels and exercise yeah. Yeah. and what I might have done. Like the other night before going to bed, I snuck and I don't know who I was fooling. I snuck to squares of chocolate and then the next morning when I did my bloods they were up and I was like oh and then Must. I thought the two squares and I Wasn't. thought that by sneaking it in the utility room where nobody could see me that it was not and your body really wouldn't know if yeah body wouldn't exactly know yeah. I do feel very if there's one thing I've learned this week um, through the education thing I did down in Michael's into Neary is that we really and I, 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 I know we bang on about this a lot we have an obesity crisis in this country diabetes is directly linked to obesity mm. we need to do far better education for kids in school I do have a an increasing feeling of guilt that I've done this to myself Um, and that's not clever Mm. All right. Okay. We're going to leave uh, the discussion with my final firm panellist there for a moment but let's check in now on the latest news headlines with Owen All right, welcome back. Thanks for that update, uh, folks. Steve Cummins, comedian, Nora Owen, former minister, and Barbara Scully, uh, uh, diabetic. diabetic. Uh, That is a handy label. (laughs) New title. uh, That's perfect. (laughs) Are all with me. Uh, Celebrity diabetic. Take a listen to this. Does it sound like something that might happen in your household? Watch the cyclist. I'm watching the cyclist. I said my eyes are riveted to the cyclist. Are we going too fast? This is a built-up area. I'm under the limit. (laughs) Well, you went past number 23 too fast. (laughs) Far too fast. She had no opportunity to see my hat. Oh, that is, of course, uh, keeping up appearances. Welcome to my world. Uh, Hyacinth Bouquet and Deirdre are all one. Uh, the long-suffering husband there, Richard, uh, being henpecked. The question is, there's new scientific survey out that shows that couples that bicker a little bit or succeed in the art of arguing uh, keeps them happy. What's your take on this, Norm? Well, I, I was looking at this and it said that um, they, people who, who argue, but they don't argue about the big things. And I thought, you know, how many couples are sitting in their house talking about world peace and uh, the nuclear disarmament and, uh, you know, the possibility of the Cold War coming again? I mean, do people argue about that at home? They don't. But it seems that if you're better off and better educated you can argue about the children and that but it doesn't ruin your marriage I don't know that it has any real bearing on what causes marriages to, to drift apart you know do people make a note and say I had a big argument yesterday so that's an extra month on my marriage and I, I'll, I'll have another one every month um, I, I'm kind of worried about that survey because it might put people off um, so are, are you saying that, 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 that it's a good thing to, 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 to bicker or not? Well, About I mean, small things? It's, it's human. I mean, there is no relationship that doesn't have something that they don't like. It used to be, you know, squeezing the toothpaste in the middle yes, and all that sort of thing. The toilet seat or the whatever. The toilet yes, seat yeah. and particularly the giving out to the men the remote control. Or, yeah. Now it doesn't matter because there's about 10 remote controls in every household okay. so everybody can do it. Um, I think you have to argue. I mean, I couldn't sit with you for an hour and not argue. You yes, know, and, yes. And, and, and I couldn't sit with Steve lovely and all as he is without having an argument so I mean I don't know that it's giving us any 
extra information about about whether or not marriages are working well. Well, well you see, like, if you were arguing about, uh, well, you came in at four in the morning and who's the floozy oh, you were with. Oh, well, now that's now, a different you see, thing. That, that's you a see. different thing. Yeah, but that's, the, yeah, but that's not an thing, argument. It was, that's, a, it was that's a thing you just lost 10 grand on a horse. Or if it yes. was a thing that you'd just done something really wrong or you'd yeah. lost your job or you had not turned up to oh, work. Yeah. Or, or so, I mean, like, there are things you can argue about. Oh, there are. But I mean, that if, if, there, if there are serious things like that, putting 10 grand on a horse when you can't afford to pay you your know, bills. Or whatever. I'm yeah, just whatever saying, it is, yeah. a financial issue, yeah. uh, an adultery, yeah. a relationship ship, issue. Yeah. There are big things. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you if you fight about the small stuff, then you can let the big stuff gloss over. Well, <laughs> you see, that's, that's what this survey seems to be saying. Stay away from world peace. Stay so away from... Distract your wife distract your with wife. the small stuff. And, and exactly. she won't know you're why did, why did, Or concede on the small yeah, stuff. Or why did Johnny go to... Why did Johnny go to school today and he forgot to bring his school bag and it's your fault because you were on duty for the school bag morning those kind of arguments will happen in every house. You see, household. Gay Byrne used to say in relation to <laughs> Kathleen, he said the secret, the secret, because he was saying celebrating his 40th wedding anniversary yeah. back in the day and he said the secret can be summed up in one word obedience. <laughs> and you know that whole thing, yes dear. Yes, I think sir. that's about right. Yes, yeah. I know, but you couldn't live your life with all the yes dears. You just couldn't because you eventually, do you know what, that's when you'd end up being unfaithful and spending 10 grand on a horse. <laughs> I, I don't mean I don't mean spending ten grand to be unfaithful with a horse, but you know what I mean. But although whatever floats your boat. This is the start of a really interesting line. This is the start of a good story. No, my biggest red flag with a relationship is when they say we never argue. If you meet a couple and they good, say good, we good, never, good, yeah. straight away you're going, oh, you two have never compromised together. You've never really been honest with each other mm. because you can't. If you're living with any human being. Right? Although, as Nora was saying, because yeah. you said, you know, you'd be fighting with Ivan, you'd be fighting yeah. with me. Clearly, you're the problem, Nora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're yes. saying with that. Yeah. But, you know, if you can't, if, if, if you're being disingenuous, if you're not, yeah. um, if you're not in some way fighting your corner. No, but, no, but say, say there's an issue, right, uh, Christmas Day, will we go to our in-laws or your in-laws? Mm. Or, or, or a big family holiday and you've only two weeks off and one wants to go to the sun and one wants to go to the west. Or say, say there's something now that's significant or someone says, look, I think we should spend the money in a new car and someone says, no, I think we should spend it on a conservatory. Like, there are issues <laughs> which are not monumental issues but like the, your, the marriage is now over yeah. kind of issue. <laughs> or, you know what I mean, the roof has literally fallen in. Uh, the, 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 I find you just have to concede. Do you, well, do you, of course, there are times, but usually with something like that, the, the women are just just uh, get are manipulative. You know what? Or perhaps <laughs> maybe that she is just better at. Uh, maybe I'm totally, you know, um, a pussycat. Well, yeah. no, no, I'm certainly not a pussycat. I, I know I had to like I had to teach my wife how to fight. Because when we were dating... <laughs> she was so nice. No, she was so... She wouldn't, like... I'd be like, what the... Blah, 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 and I'm quite, you know, almost like an Italian, you know, all yeah, hands and yeah. gesturing or whatever. And she'd be that kind of angry, kind of quite... Yeah. Mm, yeah, that kind of stuff. And then she realised I was getting all the... I was getting all the relief from giving out and she wasn't. So then gradually she started She was like out. a sponge soaking it all well, up. Well, exactly. And she then, was in therapy at this well, stage. Oh, well, God bless her. There was <laughs> many other married, reasons for her. she married him. <laughs> but, but then as we moved on, you know, she got better at kind of expressing herself okay. and now we're... Now, I'd be very her. interested in Barbara's take on this because I know her husband. Oh. <laughs> and he is a very happy man. Contented and does what he's told. I, I would say he's yeah. Go on, no, you don't know. I'll, I'll give a comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, no, he's a bit like Richard. I he, tell he, him every he, day he, he's no. very happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, okay, yes, dear. Yeah, you're exactly, very happy. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, dear. Yes. You be a yes, dear. Yeah, yeah. Say, no, actually, and that's you he's know, a gentleman. 
Uh, he is a gentleman and a lot of people even people who know me quite well or know us quite well would probably think that he's a walkover yes he's only I walk- would have thought that he's only a walkover <laughs> so far I mean I will admit I'm an alpha female had I married an alpha male there would be combustion. fireworks combustion we wouldn't have lasted five minutes Paul I think is a beta male and he is um, he's but he would only be, he will only allow me to have my own way so far in other words he knows where all his red lines are so you know if I say can we do this or can, and I'm the driver I come up with the ideas I come up with maybe we should do this and he generally agrees with me but sometimes he goes, no, we're not doing that. And he puts his foot down and he says, no, we're not doing that. So, and that's fair enough. So I don't get away so it's with it. just that. like the DUP. They were blood red lines and mm. now they're almost indistinct. No, no, he has his <laughs> red he lines. Like, he sounds like a beaten man though. <laughs> no, it's yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like submissive. Sorry, can, we, can, I, can I bring this away from my husband and yeah. back to, yeah. the, to the thing? Yeah. Do so. Yeah, because I thought what was most interesting about this piece of research was the difference between gay couples and, yeah. uh, oh, yes. and, yeah. and straight couples. Um, in that, Particularly about intimacy. Mm. Yes, and that gay couples are much better at negotiating and uh, discussing and arguing and sorting stuff out. Uh, the bigger things, yes, maybe intimacy or the bigger issues that, as Nora yeah. said, not not necessarily the world issues, but the yeah. bigger personal issues like the family, yes. you know, stuff that you can't really solve. I do think there is an art of marriage to allow the other person their space. That's what I yeah. mean by conceding. Yeah. Look, if she, if she doesn't want to come to the races and the Absolutely. soccer match and croaker, yeah. that's okay by yeah. me. You know what I mean? Mm. And if she wants to go off and have a spa day, I think it's ridiculous, but she can have it. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. I'd love to see you on a spa day. Have you ever gone on a spa day? No. In a white robe with cucumbers over your eyes. When I go to Menard for a meal once in a blue moon, I see them all going around. Especially the guys in their towels. Oh, mother of God. And they have nothing on underneath them, Ivan. Yes. Do you know what I think? I think you could discover a whole other to your personality if you allowed yourself oh, to experience yeah. something like that. Right. I really yes. do. Okay, well, we have to take a break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ivan and his Manny Petty. That <laughs> yes, would be yeah. And hot stones panel, down at oh, Steve Cummins, Nora Owen and Barbara Scully <laughs> will be back, back. We've lost uh, to the hard shoulder. My final furlong panel of Barbara Scully, diabetic uh, and good person, uh, even though she wears the trousers in her marital situation. We know everything about her. Steve Cummins, who is a reformed man as well as a comedian, and Nora Owen, my former colleague, a ministerial colleague. Let's talk politics, Nora, yeah. on this, because um, Vicky Phelan was launching her book. Mm. And we were very proud of Vicky on this show because uh, she, she, she has been so courageous in relation to the whole cancer campaign. But in the Q&A, when she was launching her book, uh, Overcoming, um, she actively said we need a minister for women's affairs. What say you, Nora? When Gareth Fitzgerald was Taoiseach, he appointed Nuala Fennell as Minister for Women's Affairs. And I absolutely supported that at the time because there was a need... 1981. Yeah, there was a need to sort of just make a break. But one of the difficulties of Nuala's role, the advantage was she was in the Taoiseach's department, which was very important. But the problem is that... Lives of women are all across, you know, there are women who fish, there are women who farm, there are women who who go to university, there are women who full time in the home. So the problem is that if you have somebody just for women, they have to have an input into all the departments and that isn't always possible and becomes a problem. I think one of the decisions the government took back then at that time was that every memorandum it's a bit kind of high politics. Mm, mm. Every memorandum that came to government, no matter what it was, building a road, a bridge, sore, it had a, a, a heading in it that said, the effect, does this have an effect on women? 
and mostly it said no it, not mm. any more than it was having on men mm. but it did push the departments into saying if you're bringing in some kind of a policy about drawing out some kind of dole I remember you couldn't draw out uh, a special thing to start your own business unless you'd been unemployed and getting the dole for a year and most women who wanted to start business had been working in the home and they weren't so suddenly there was an indirect discrimination mm. so when the Department of Social Welfare was putting that proposal forward, they had to say mm. on it, this will have a direct effect on women. And I think that was a better way to get in behind think, the whole do thing. Do you think uh, quotas I, for ministers female? No, 50% no, no, Would no. be another way of achieving No, I think, I think the most important thing is that when a Taoiseach is making his or her, well, at the moment it's a his, his choices for ministerial office, that it's done on the basis of good quality and people who are able for the job. And if, if that means eight women and four men or something like that, so be it. Mm. The problem is that for a long time we didn't have enough a critical mass of women getting elected in order for them to go. But it is improving. It's not there yet, but it is improving. And women can be as tough as men in those jobs and they can make the same mistakes. You know, okay. we, did, we didn't get everything perfect, you know, and I'm sure you agree with that. Barbara, <laughs> off you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the hair going up yeah, the field yeah, in the Greyhound yeah, stall. Yeah, Stay yeah, yeah, yeah. Off you go. Go on. Oh, yeah. uh, I agree with Vicky Phelan <laughs> and I would have changed my mind on this in about the last two years because originally I would have totally yeah. concurred with what uh, Nora said. Um, in that you know, women are fifty-one percent of the population. Why are we having a minister for women's affairs? You yeah. know, women's affairs shouldn't be different from people's affairs. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And I would have bought all that. But I think there's a problem with politics because I think gender quotas are working too slowly. Um, so we don't have a voice, as Vicky Phelan said, at all the tables that we should have. But let's just have a look at the things. And I've long known that we, as women, are still seeking to find equality in a world that has been designed by men for men. And I think that is the problem and that's what we need to fix. So we need... To, do you really uh, we need, that? Yes, we do. And I'll tell you why. Um, we need to radically change how we work, how we organise work. And not just in this country, but very much in this country. We need shorter, we need more family-friendly working hours, we need childcare looked at, we need more flexibility. We need to radically look at how we value caring and the work of caring in our society. The people who care, whether they're doing it voluntarily for a family member or whether it's their job, they are the, among the worst paid in our society yeah, yeah. and caring shouldn't be commodified either. Nobody mm. should be making a profit out of caring. And I think that women should drive that change. We need to make the world safer for women. Um, since records began in 1996, 225 women have died violently in Ireland and 16 of their children along with them. And in the majority of cases, oh, oh, hold on. hang on, Can I were stop killed. You there? Can no. I stop? no, I want to stop you there from this point of view. You could list, I could add to it uh, mm. gender uh, pay inequality, gender boardroom inequality, pension, pension inequality. Yes. So, so we needn't go through this. The question is how a minister for women will could actually change, change all this. Well, well, I'm going to complete my list. Uh, road safety. <laughs> Sorry, Women yeah. are far more likely to be seriously yeah. Call injured us when or you want die. Us back. No, this is not, we're not arguing about any of the content. Okay. We live in Just, a world that is completely skewed towards men. Okay. And if the fir we need to fast track the process of making it safer and um, more livable in for women. And if by doing that, I possibly wouldn't call it a minister for women's affairs, but we certainly need somebody who's going to make feminism mainstream in but all our lives. How do you achieve that by having 50% female cabinet representation instead of a women's? How do we do that? We have got 
quotas in and we still struggle to actually... 20%. I mean, we still have only 20% fem- women TDs in our parliament. How long are we going to wait? Another 200 years before we get to 50%? Because there is a resistance, a natural resistance from a lot of men to actually accommodate... Yeah, but the uh, negative part of that is that presupposes that men sitting around the cabinet table aren't also concerned about... And are feminists. I know yeah, there are no, some... Let's go to Ireland's leading feminists. Feminist, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, when, I, when I heard this, I straight away went, yes, I'm 100% behind it. I think there should be a minister for women, but with one caveat, it should be a man. Who yeah, better well, to make decisions for women? Oh, traditionally. <laughs> all right, if anyone, can, if anyone hasn't got the okay, sarcasm by yeah. now. Okay. That was a conversation Dear stopper. Lord, yeah. <laughs> all three of you just stopped and stared yeah, at me. I was like, what? No, the whole, I, I, yeah. I, my genuine, honest thought is, um, and the government minister should be I never working know for everyone, serious, regardless of gender. Joking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, yes, of course, everything you said there is completely right, Barbara. And there are all these issues and they need to be dealt with. Having a, it's almost, to be honest, it's, it's almost could sound like a token. You know, mm. just no, a, it would have to be a proper, fully staffed, fully functioning, with teeth kind of. Uh, and you're talking uh, and about I, a senior minister, a senior minister, and somebody who it, could really well, drive with yeah. you, this, positive this, change. This very same issue arises yeah. with today's issue of the day, which is climate change. In other words, do yeah. you appoint a minister exclusively for, uh, for because, like yes, what Nora, what Nora yeah. referred to, is true. Every memo that cannot go to the cabinet unless you have observations called OBS from finance and all the oh, different yes, departments that are affected. Yeah. So if you build it into the structure of government, yes. it actually is. So I, I can argue this both ways, mm. that if you, for a p- fixed so period of time... you're saying a women's minister would be a good No, no, idea. I'm saying for a fixed period of time, yeah. it, has, it has an idea. But, but the point is this. Will uh, would you have an Angela Merkel? Would you have a Maggie Thatcher? Would you have a Nora Owen, a mm. Maura Gagan Quinn, a Mary yeah. O'Rourke? Like at the end of the day, you know, you have to have a meritocracy in politics as well. But yeah. but, I, but Ivan, that presupposes then that the fact that we've only twenty percent representation mm. of women in the Doyle is that they're not good enough. No, no. If you're no, talking no, about America, they're, yeah. they're not voted yeah. for. It. Because they're yeah. not. Because of all of them, we know. And I'm not going to give yeah. a lecture about all of the things that are barriers to women getting into politics. But we mm. know they're all there, yeah. including culture. But there Barbara, is a huge the, one culture. of the problems of of the argument of having just a, a person, even if it's a full minister, because yeah. Nuala Fennell was a ju- what they call a junior minister, minister of state, um, and she did a lot. Yeah. But you run up against the same in, in climate okay. change. There's no department exclusively that doesn't have okay. some role in, I in want talking to, about I want climate to change. The mood now so I think I think we're, we're near the yeah. end. We're near the end of a horrendous <laughs> week. Uh, so <laughs> Boris Johnson also had a tough week. So he goes off to Luxembourg. He has a lunch with Juncker, which doesn't go so good, and then he has a bilateral <laughs> with the Luxembourg Prime Minister uh, Battelle, uh, and then uh, it, it, he has to walk scuttle past the lecterns as. People say bollocks to Brexit and protesters say bog off Boris. Uh, so that got us thinking that that was pretty awkward. Uh, for the Boris. is good. Yes. yes. What, 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 what uh, Steve, what? has been your most awkward moment? I desperately tore through my brain trying to find it because I think part of it can be oh, what level is your awkward and embarrassment level at? Because clearly what I do for a living now, especially... It's embarrassing. ...is embarrassing in many ways, yes. This exact yeah. moment is not a high point in my life. I didn't, I'm not going back to 18-year-old me going, Steve, someday you're going to be sitting chatting to Ivan Yates. Yeah. You know? uh, yes. But, um, so I really, I'm not, I'm not easy. I suppose the closest come, I remember once working in a children's home in London and I was playing a game of soccer with some kids and whatever way I am, I, well, kids now, these teenage boys, mm. but I elbowed one of them purely by accident in the eye and Boris his Johnson eye did that too, swelled yeah. up like you wouldn't believe like yeah. massively 
but that afternoon I had to bring him. He did him. or you did? I, his. Oh, right, I hit yeah, him in the, yeah, I hit sorry, him in the head yeah, 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 yeah. by accident. But I had that afternoon, I had to bring him to a, a big care worker meeting with his with his social worker oh. and his guardian lead him and his parents <laughs> and everything else. And I walk in and this kid with this huge shiner, like yeah. massive. And the mother just gets up and they, they were an Irish family living in London. And she went, what happened to you? And he just goes, Steve hit me. And that's exactly how he put it. And the mother just went, all right, grand, because she knew me of old. And knew <laughs> yeah. that. But there was people staring at me. And that was yeah. the closest I came to an embarrassing moment. But yeah. no, I've never, thank God, never peed myself at work or pooped her. No? Yeah. Well, I, I was trying to think of this. And luckily, there aren't too many. But I do remember at a St. Patrick's Day parade, I was down in Rush. But it was the first year they were doing it. And the previous to that, the only place that used to have them was Balbriggan. So I stood up, the big crowd and mammies and I, oh, no. and I said, I'm delighted to be here in Balbriggan. Oh, no. And there was a roar from the oh. crowd. You're in bloody rush. Learn, <laughs> learn where your constituents are. Yeah, I, I, I live in rush and I tell you, they would hate We're nearly out of time. Yeah, yeah. We obviously won't have enough time to get to my most awkward <laughs> yeah. moments. Yeah. Uh, Barbara? Mine was when I, I had just started working for the Alzheimer's Society back a million years ago and I was their public relations officer and there was a, an opening of an art exhibition that my boss was meant to do and at the last minute he called in ill and I had to go and just do the introductions the the group had um, this local VIP he was a businessman I think mm. who was going to perform the opening my job was to get up say a few words about the Alzheimer's Society and introduce the VIP guest I'd written the press release I'd spoken to him on no the phone problem. I'd met him on the way in I knew yeah. exactly who he was and what his name was stood up on the stage said my bit and then said and now I'd like you to welcome blank right. total and oh. utter oh, nightmare no. right. blank could yes. not remember his first name, his last name, nothing. Gone. There was no name badge. And there was nothing I could do except and stand did you there. not just say yeah. this very eminent person? No, I didn't think that yes. quickly, Nora. <laughs> I stood there looking like a, a you know a rabbit in headlights yes. until somebody said, Joe Bloggs. Yeah. Yes. Well, I went, I'm really sorry. Sometimes I worry about myself working for this organisation. Yeah. But <laughs> his name is Joe Bloggs. Good, it good, was good gag there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that actually happened to me yesterday. I'll tell you Did in a word tell? of a lie. Oh I was in the in the ploughing and I had notes here and notes there yeah. and notes everywhere. And I was con- wrapping up an item on uh, beef. And we had the beef editor of the Farmer's Journal and we had Joe Healy, the president. Yeah. And I knew he was Adam. I just could not reach my hand for yeah. the piece of paper to get his second name. As long as it wasn't Michael remember. Higgins. No, and, I just, and we thank Adam as well. But it's the so joy, I mean, that's the if, joy you blag it, if you blag it. Yes. That, that's yes. I find if I'm introing say, an act, say on the Laughter Lounge, and say it's an, an international act who I don't yeah. reg- regularly gig with. Yeah. And I've had that moment where you start to blank. Yeah. But then you go, please, welcome to the stage. Blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes if you, and the thing is to breathe long. Yeah, I'll go really if loud. Just, and and people then can, suddenly, as Somewhere it'll come to you, but but uh, sometimes it what's doesn't. What's breathing long? Yes, no, 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 no. Sorry, what's happening to your brain? Oh yes, when you, if there's not oxygen getting to your brain. Oh, That's it? actually what's happening oh, to you. Oh, is it? Oh yeah, okay. no, absolutely. Doctor, you not find that? Don't bother no, well, doctor Google anymore. Now we've doctor Yates here. So I would have blanks all the time, and I just change my breathing, and it comes to me. So, like if I think, so here are the five points so I want to tell you about this. Now done for. What the hell is uh, this? So the more air you have in your head, the better you perform. I guarantee you, you just you find you don't know what the next sentence is. Just before you get to that sentence, yeah. find a little delaying technique, breathe, and then it'll come to you. Oh, cocaine. Oh. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that'll do it. All right, all right. Well, I, I can say from now on in, I have too much sugar in my brain. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You can't say alcohol or meat. But though. didn't you no. enjoy okay. Boris walking off and oh, Mr. Yeah. Bethel, whom nobody had heard of, has right. made his name for exactly, life? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
My thanks to my final furlong panellists. I've really enjoyed their company. Steve Cummins, Barbara Scully, and I just can't remember her last yes, name. Oh, a Nora, deep breath. Nora, a deep breath. Okay, deep breath. Nora, oh, yeah, Nora Owen, <laughs> thank you for joining me. And that's our lot on the hard shoulder uh, for this week. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks to the production team, Mark Simpson, Ashling Moore, Dan Clanagan, Roisin Davis and Siobhan Walsh. Off the Ball is up next. I will be back on Monday. Have a great weekend and thank you for listening. Thank you.